Welcome to the table, you beautiful human animals, for fun, health, and more. We'll dig into behavior and living right with some laughs and hopefully a little insight. This is Better Health in the World. Hi, I'm Matt Krokomo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, personal trainer and credentialed writer exploring how to maximize every day of the human experience. Here as usual with fellow health enthusiast Joe Neubauer, also our resident MMA historian at Joe Knows MMA. How are we living, everybody? And Gabrielle Tambowen, our in-house nursing student at Gabby underscore T. What up, guys? Be sure to check out the recently dropped Healthy Living Not So Easy Accidental double album. And also our most recent episode with special guest Stuart. We talked meditation, addiction, psychology, living like a nomad, all kinds of crazy stuff. Here... Joe, Gabby, and myself, also you rookie fight fans and seasoned vets on Better Fight Cast, your tightest coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts, the purest, best of sport you can follow. Get that in this on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Now let us dig into the purest, bestest, everything and anything else right after this word from legal. Although Matthew Crocobo Jr. is a certified personal trainer, he is not acting in this capacity on this program. All information presented here is strictly for educational entertainment purposes. Furthermore, should he reference to the person, program, or piece of literature, he is not necessarily endorsing every position or opinion that entity might represent. Please consult the appropriate medical professional before making any serious changes to your diet or lifestyle. Boom! Thanks, Legal. Well, how are we living, everybody? A little bit healthier than last week, at least psychologically, maybe? Starting to. Yeah. Mental health is on point. Yeah. And the health is getting back, because the mental health is back on point. So my drive is even just better. You're, yeah. You see clear, you feel better. Our last conversation about being healthy while living in a cubicle has, has, has already passed. At least yes. your personal experience yes. for the foreseeable future. Yes. My health feels better. Yeah. I felt like my health was being jeopardized. Well, they took away the office chairs with the bicycle pedals. That's not a good sign. That's not the direction I want to go. <coughs> it wasn't even that. It's just... That's still not a good sign. You know, you don't want to live your life as a robot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's more to it. Mm-hmm. You can get by. It's not like it was a huge pay increase. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you got to live happy. I mean, it was the kind of job that was going to grind you and grind you and grind you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have any... You don't have any mental energy left after, at the end of the day. You're just spent. It, 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 mm-hmm. Even though you're sitting at a, at a desk, it's using up claiming right to every single mental faculty you've got. Mm-hmm. By the time you're done grinding the gears for eight hours, uh, you're done. You're I just you make it home in your vehicle. Realize sitting like that for eight and a half hours a day, mm-hmm. sitting that in, your cubicle. I'm not necessarily talking about every cubicle job. I'm, I mean, his, your specific job is what yeah. I'm referring to. Plenty of people work in cubicles and have fulfilled. There's all kinds of stuff you can do from a cubicle. The right cubicle, sign me up. It just depends what you're doing. It depends what it is. I yeah, create, I mean, those three walls a in a cubicle, they just felt like they were I'm closing so. in. And the pressure of, of sales and everything else about it, it just was a little... It, it, it's not a way to live, in my opinion. Mm. I can't... I'm not that person. Mm. I'm not. And um, I really tried. You know, you got to give it 100% effort. But there's some things in life you're just not meant to do. Mm. And once you figure that out, you know, it, 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 it's, it's for the better. Nobody should live miserably every single day. It's not the way of life. A few extra dollars is not that important. It's just not. You'll you'll find a way. 
Mm-hmm. If you're a hard worker, you'll find another job and at least make enough to get by. But your mental health being completely gone, I don't recommend that. Your physical health wasn't so great either. No. Because it's hard to, because mm-hmm. you're all used up. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to motivate yourself to prepare healthy food for a few days or anything like that if you're working. You just, yeah, you're just in survival mode. Yeah, I don't even know if it was as much the food as it was like the activity. Yeah. Of sitting like that all day long. Mm-hmm. Like it just sucks you up, man. Mm. Sucks you up. Well, the mental health is going to directly affect the physical health. If mm-hmm. you don't have the. You know, you're not feeling good mentally. You're not going to be able to push yourself, mm-hmm. you know, physically. You know, I feel like when in, to do a workout, it's like even if I'm feeling tired, like physically, I feel like usually I can push myself through it. You mm-hmm. know, but if you're just feeling, you're not feeling great about yourself or you're feeling down, like, you know, you're, it's going to be hard to kind of push yourself to do that extra exercise. And mm-hmm. um, mental health just has such a big effect on everything you do. And it's, mm-hmm. stress is just not good for the body. And one thing I'm taking from this, you know, this being um, day two removed from this job, one thing I'm taking from this mostly is I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to maximize the human experience and sharpen my brain and my body again. Yeah, That's man. really what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to get my brain healthier and my body healthier. I'm really focusing on that, you know, enjoying life a little bit more. Because when you feel like you've been caved in a box for weeks i mean i don't want to say it's as bad as incarceration mm-hmm. obviously that's got to be the worst and then once you're free but when you you feel like half of your time is in incarceration because of what you're doing is making you so miserable mm-hmm. by the time you feel free it's just like it's nothing Mentally can stop draining. you mm-hmm. nothing can stop you it's a great feeling and mm-hmm. i just feel better than ever i'm excited the air tastes sweeter yeah been a great couple of days Nice. So you were you were wary of quitting because you had invested so much time and energy into getting that job. Yeah, like you almost spent more time getting ready for it than actually working the job. And I've been yeah. there. I've done that with things too. A lot of interview processes mm-hmm. that I decided once there was that decision to be made, like this is this doesn't seem. Right. A lot of those yeah. jobs were like what you were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there were a couple of different variations where, you know, each one seemed a little bit sweeter than the last with different companies, with different setups or whatever. But in the end, it just did. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I felt the pressure to grow up and and just like do what it takes, get out of my comfort zone and yeah. try to make more money and, and thinking, you know, if I get the financial success, like, It'll make life a lot better, mm-hmm. but really quickly I learned it did not make anything better. Yeah, it it's just a long did. life. It's a long life. So no. I could not see myself doing it for a year. Like that for like decades and decades or or whatnot. Yeah, not for me. Not for me either. Yeah, you got to make a lot of your decisions based on that. I've I do that. I've done that a bunch of times where I'm like, can I do this for the rest of my life? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, nope. And then I just change. You just. It's hard to change it sometimes because, like you said, when you invest so much time in something, it's hard to, you know. But I, I think the good way to look at goodbye. it, to look at it, is, you know, that time is still worthwhile, even though you're not doing the job. The job, the, you learn the, from that it. time, yeah, you learn from it. You learn much mm-hmm. more what you didn't want to do. You still took take things from those experiences. You took a risk, and you know it'll make the other pursuits and other options much more appealing. You'll yeah. have more more zeal for it. You just, I mean, as long as you just have to. 
you know, what uh, I was listening years ago to an NPR with the actor Alan Alda from MASH, and I think it was, I think that's Alan Alda, the one from MASH, not the one from Little Miss Sunshine. That's Alan Arkin. Yeah, Alan Alda. <laughs> um, and he was saying, they were like, how'd you get into acting? And he was just like, uh, there, like, was no other option like there was not just nothing else that i could have done like like literally physically like Mm -hmm. and i don't know if he comes from family with it or not he might but either way like it's you know he just said like he just couldn't see couldn't see himself doing anything else and you know ultimately that might be what it comes down to it might not be glamorous as starring on mash but we all gotta find you know that thing like there just doesn't seem like another option whether it's because it's so great or because it's like the least terrible thing that you can find <laughs> in, a, in a very complicated stressful world where Look, a lot you of might get burnt out with your jobs unhealthy bad things you might get burnt out with your job sometimes you might feel like you need a change and change is good and it is usually for the better mm-hmm. but if you change into something that you're completely absolutely miserable yeah, you with, have to make decisions yeah and like you made a decision and then you made it another decision mm-hmm. and i've been there uh substitute teaching was something that i did for a while and i was going to be a teacher and then i decided that that was not for me and i'm glad i'm not a teacher i mean yeah. some days you know if i didn't have to go if i didn't have, i'm glad i you know at that point it, i don't know i mean to be a teacher is not the worst thing but at the point of my life where i wanted to become a teacher i'd already had a lot of other responsibilities and going back to school to get certified was not feasible at that time. I, I, to be fun, Funnily enough, it's something that I could do now, but now if I go back to school, it's going to be for something else. Mm-hmm. So, like, good thing I didn't become a teacher. <laughs> you know, I could put in just as much work and probably end up, you know, making more money, even though that's not exactly why I'd be doing it. You know, I'd be doing it because of, you know, what I want to contribute to the world. But I think I might be able to do that without going back to school. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but um, you know, it, it's uh, you know, the it, it reminded me when you were talking about you know worrying about wasting that time, because you know I already put all this time into it. You know, for one thing, you know, that's how people can view relationships, and you yeah, end up it's like, oh, too. I've already put in this time, so like I, I don't want to give up, and like that's oh that's, that's why a lot that's of people awful. stay. That's awful. That's yeah. awful. Like, a lot of people stay. In relationships just because you leave the relationship doesn't mean that time is wasted. You grew as a person, and you know all the other stuff that could have happened and yeah. the experience and everything. Even you know, and if they're all corrupted because it was so bad, I mm-hmm. mean, ultimately that's up to you. You know, yeah. you know, one event doesn't necessarily. It's complicated for you know. It's a complicated thing. But, um, you know, it's, you, you know, you don't need to stay in a bad relationship just because you put the time in. You don't need to stay in a bad job just because you put the time in, especially if you have options. When a relationship, you can just leave it, and that's an option. And with the job, I mean, it's not as easy for everybody, but fortunately for us vampires who have one foot in the hospitality industry, like, we can always just sail off on the pirate ship, bro. Like, we are good. <laughs> we are safe. Until, until we're all replaced by ATMs. But we got, like, at least, like, six and a half years before that happens. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the meandering thing is something that came up on a podcast by... Uh, our, it was the Aubrey Marcus podcast, number 128. Aubrey Marcus is, uh, I think, the CEO or one of the, and or one of the co-founders of Onnit. You know, Joe Rogan's supplement, human optimization company. Supplements, weights, everything, and all that. Um so on episode one twenty eight, and I don't oh, I don't listen to every episode of Aubrey Marcus. I like him a lot, but 
I mean, I'm, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, so I actually don't listen. I listen to more comedy podcasts than health podcasts because I consume a lot of health stuff, and I'm always thinking about health, and I like the comedy. Honestly, to supplement presenting the health, I just, I, I really like, I like that because comedy also is health to a point because, you know, you're examining the human experience, and I love it, and they're like, and the comedians are our philosophers, I think. Um, but I do check in on some, some of these other, like, you know, health kind of i mean I, I'd almost even hesitate to call his just a straight health podcast because it's just like i guess human optimization podcast too but the intro is what drew me in and this is definitely a good listen it's an hour and 12 minutes this is from december 6 she number 128 the self god love and the soul with paul check if you're going to listen to one podcast i can change the way you look at everything and i quote this is the one philosopher healer and world-renowned world-renowned kinesiologist paul check the kinesiologist thing drew me in too of course Royal renowned kinesiologist Paul Check shares a lifetime of mastery as we dive deep into the most confounding queries of existence the self, God, love, and the soul. Open your mind, your ears, and enjoy one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Purchase Paul's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And Paul Check was, this guy's done a, he's done a lot, of, a lot of different jobs. At one point in the podcast, he was talking about how since he's been a plumber, because he's been a plumber, um, He's able to explain things in plumbing terms to people who understand that kind of thing, and he's been he's done so many different jobs that he's able to communicate with mm-hmm. with all kinds of different people. And he was talking about the meandering too, and he's, you know, pretty. I was more or less paraphrasing him with what I was saying about the meandering thing. Just you know, it's not a waste of time because you wouldn't be here, you wouldn't have the sum of yourself right now if it wasn't through all of that stuff. And also, if you're sitting around with no sense of purpose. Like that that's that's awful, it's bad for your sense of well being and the soul and everything. No, it really Even is. Even though I've pursued I don't know how many different jobs that I either wasn't accepted for or decided not to. More of them I think I decided not to, which feels kinda good. I guess it depends on what level is pursue. <laughs> if you count out all the resumes I sent out, I guess that's not true. But you know, a lot of places where I was going through the process, I was the one who ended up deciding. And, you know, some might say, like, oh, what does that say about you? It could just say, like, I don't want to be a salesman or, like, I want to make sure I'm selling the thing that I want to sell because mm-hmm. a lot of them are sales jobs and stuff and, and all that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it's you know, I'm glad I am where I am, some of everything and the, the insight that I have accrued so far. So life is good. The future mm-hmm. looks bright. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk a little no more pacifiers. This segment is about trying to not always have a little, you know, having too many little distractions in the form of like caffeine and nicotine and I guess like little bags of chips, those little things that, you know, just to, to, to quell the oral fixation that we all have as human beings. Like we always want to be chewing on Like sometimes even when you're full, you still want to eat. Oh, yeah. Especially a lot of food that's out there is addictive. <laughs> it's engineered to make you want to eat more of it yeah. also. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not very satisfying. Um, and ultimately a lot of this, a lot of that is, you know, if you can put down these things you know and even in addition to you know you know pacifiers can mean a lot of things i think it was more as like throughout your day like literally like a baby sucking on a pacifier sucking on an electronic cigarette always having a cup of coffee which 
I've been there before. I don't always have to leave my house with a cup of coffee anymore because it was a pacifier. I wanted it. I wanted it. I was like Linus with my blankie. Like I, that thing was with. I needed to have something. Um, but I'm content with leaving with just basic water. It doesn't even have to be seltzer water. I can just. I can have only water when I'm leaving to my car these days, for the most part. And that's. I mean, that's just survival. That's not. That's not a pacifier. It's gonna keep me. Keep me alive. Um, but. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I have too much specifically to say on this this topic, but it seems like it's been a minute since we've talked about it. Maybe at least. Well, I really wanted to exi- just really examine the concept of a pacifier and how it is distracting. Oh, I, and I think one thing I don't think I even quite finished, quite got to the point I was going to make is when you can put down all these things and you don't have these things distracting you. You know, you could be like listening to the radio or whatever, but ultimately, I think it's just you. you ultimately, you have to. You have to you're alone with yourself, and so you have to be comfortable enough with yourself to not have these distractions, and that can also bleed into not just the the day, the during the day things in your car, but also once you get home at night, beers, weed, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever people may do in their in their downtime. Um, I think Tide Pods are going out of fashion now, so I don't have to worry about that too much. <laughs> Tide Pods, not a good pacifier, from what I hear. I tried it. Not he did yet. not. No. <laughs> I, had a, I only ate half a gummy bear. I'm not like these teenagers nowadays, man. So I don't know oh what that was all about, the Tide Pod Challenge. It was making me sick it's funny. just so, looking at it. So my son is homeschooled, and they're talking flowers. And Okay, I've never done this, but the, this, the, one of the flowers that they were talking about was salvia. And I was like, ooh, what's the description for salvia? Because I, I think it was salvia. Or no! Wait. No, Morning Glory Seeds, that's right. No, they wouldn't put Salvi in a kid's textbook. That would be really funny. No, Morning Glory Seeds. And I was like, what do they say about Morning Glory Seeds? Because I know people that have gotten intoxicated off of Morning Glory Seeds. They got really sick, though. Uh, Don't do this at home, just kidding. (laughs) Or consult the proper medical professionals before you try to figure out how you're supposed to get high off of Morning Glory Seeds. Oh man, so uh, oh one thing I, I knew there was a definition because usually pacifier is just like something that pacifies or you know then they'll say like you know a rubber nipple and it's like yeah but that's not what I'm going for <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of one of the definitions it was on MarianWebster.com was tranquilizer and thinking of a pacifier as a tranquilizer is a I think a good thing to realize whenever you're putting that cup of coffee or that electronic cigarette. Or that beer, or that pipe, or whatever it is, up to your lips, because you are tranquilizing yourself, and you're depending on if it is a pain, if it is a pacifier. I mean, you know, plenty of people can do these things recreationally, and it's a great supplement to, you know, not necessarily everything that I just mentioned, but some of them are a good supplement to someone living a responsible, balanced, healthy life, and all that stuff, but. You know, a lot of these things can have adverse uh, effects to your health, and it's just good to keep in mind: is it, are you crossing that line? Is this thing tranquilizing me, and is it keeping me, you know, in that tranquilizing? Is it preventing you from accomplishing things that you want to accomplish, short term, long term, all that stuff? And uh, so, just bear that in mind. You don't tranquilize yourself. You silly people. Good stuff. Silly people. I'll talk a little healthy living easy real quick too. This segment is about streamlining 
good health and fitness and everything into the busy landscape that we all find ourselves crazy lives a million responsibilities a million ways for people to expect things out of us because we're all so connected everywhere we go and everything so it's hard and most of the food out there of course is the, the easier and cheaper it is the least healthy it is true oh it my takes, goodness and true takes, and it takes planning and everything and um i just you know you just got to get creative and peace Things, if you end up, you know, the more healthy you eat regularly, the, the things sort of fall into place. Like, I don't know, I don't do it as much as I used to, but sometimes I'll make a completely carb-free spaghetti with uh, yellow spaghetti squash, and it's pain, because you gotta... It's you, work. You gotta noodleize the things through the veggie noodler, <laughs> and you gotta cook that, and, you know, we... It's work. When I do it, I, you know, I've been using ground turkey... Uh, that's the, the the requested meat for uh, the company that I'm making the spaghetti mm-hmm. for. I just use canned, or no, jarred, rather, jarred spaghetti sauce. Like it, usually it's like a Newman's Own organic thing. You can get mm-hmm. spaghetti that's like four or five, six grams of sugar per serving, that kind of thing. You don't, you know, look at those labels. Don't, don't get the... You know, most of it's like twice that, if not more. Yeah, I always look at the sugar. I want to say, I want to say they're usually like twice that. I think, Mm -hmm. and the the less sugar, the better, because you get it. You you get plenty of sugar, and um, you know, a healthy dose of carbs, especially the right kind of carbs, is great. But a lot of this refined sugar and stuff that's added, like you just, you know, you don't need it. And it's inflammation, it's cancer, it's obesity, it's diabetes. It's going to have you living in doctor's offices instead of on a mountaintop in your old age. And I don't want that. Or not even in your old age, in your middle age. <laughs> your middle to plus, middle to plus age. Your medium well age. Um, so, I, okay, so once you noodle the, the squash... The, you have all the the noodled squash, but then you have the 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 created core, which is funny. The squash doesn't usually have a core. I guess technically it has a core, but it's not like an apple. Mm-hmm. So then it has like the weird little like noodle thing in the middle, and at the top of that is a cap of squash. And I save those. Mm-hmm. I mean that's 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 good vegetable right there. Uh, so I had six of those that I had thrown in a ziploc with some of the mini sweet peppers that are readily available to buy in the grocery store. And these are things that are just easy and quick to take on the go, like later. Like after I had gone, I mean, the, the night that I made the meal, of course, it was a big ordeal and took a lot of time and everything. But then I had the leftovers and I had, you know, the noodles sitting in there. And, you know, the, I, got a, I got a fresh spaghetti jar to add into the rotation because I like to drink out of glass instead of plastic. Pretty good chance it's a little bit healthier. At least you don't want to be reusing the same plastic over and over again. That, you know that also seems like it's probably not the best thing. You know, it might it might might or might not be leaching chemicals off of the water bottle and everything. Um, so you know, I, and the spaghetti jars I use for my veggie smoothies, which I've talked about many times. I won't bother going over that right now. But you know, you see how everything it, it, it sort of comes together, and you just you get used to because I mean I, I threw that together in like a, like you know half a minute. Like I didn't like I don't. Like, I have all the stuff staged, sort of, and I'll, I'll have made the smoothie earlier in the day, but when I need to run out the door, like, I'm not I'm not making my food up to the last minute. The food's already there, and it doesn't take very long to make the smoothie once you get used to making the smoothies. 
you know, all the food that was cooked. I got meats that have been in there. You know, I cook about twice a week and, you know, there's leftovers that I'll use. And they're in little glass Pyrex things that fit right into the bag with the ice bar and the, the uh, spaghetti jar, which is now the veggie smoothie jar. And it's a good way to be, and I highly recommend that for everybody, too. <laughs> there will be how-to videos uh, eventually, probably. No promises. Sorry, guys. Nice. Uh, what do you think? You guys got anything else to say about health or the world? Or do we want to, do we want to talk any movies or anything? Or do we want to save that for another, another time and move on with our lives this well, evening? Since movies was brought on, up, I'm touch on it. We'll have a little dessert, everybody. We'll have a little dessert. We I, can we do a little dessert. Sometimes, once we've talked to healthy health talk, we'll move on because, of course, a well balanced life involves uh, healthy cultural consumptions as well. I was, I, I've created film shorts and written screenplays. I was a columnist for two publications in academia as well as a Rice published poet and the entertainment editor for my high school newspaper. So I can talk shop, especially when it comes to movies. You know what? So let's move that was on. such a good lead in to do the movies, but I did want to talk one thing now that you said dessert. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because you said dessert, and I really could go for a dessert right now. Yeah. As this is day one of me not eating past, you know, 8 o'clock. Oh, nice. I ate earlier than that. What time do we eat dinner? 6 30? Yeah. I haven't yeah, had not anything. Not eating late is good. Cutting myself no, off. This is the first night, and you said dessert, and I never crave dessert. You can ask her. Mm. I'm not a dessert guy, nah. but I'll tell you what. I'm ready to eat this table. <laughs> I'm ready to eat this little podcast machine. Like I'm getting yeah. hungry because I'm used to eating this late. So I did want to bring up that is healthy, right? Like to cut yourself off. As long as you eat everything you need to eat during the day. If you've consumed your calories, yeah. I mean, it tends to get better towards the middle of the day, more or less. I mean, you you, you know, once you consult the right medical professionals because some people especially like diabetics and maybe people that are pre-diabetic and don't met it don't don't know it you know if those people try to do something like intermittent fasting which i'm a fan of but i have made sure that my health is in the right shape to be able to do it and i know the right way to do it well i've went to days at work and i didn't eat yeah but Actually, I, was so I mean really if you, day, if, you, if you are able to do that and you make sure that you you know consult the right professionals before you attempt something like this intermittent fasting is very healthy for you so i mean ultimately if you can handle it it can be very it, it, it'll like clean the junk out of your cells if you can go 16 hours without eating anything and there are some things that you can have, like, you know, coconut oil, uh, caffeine. I mean, some people Bought some coconut some, oil today. Oh, and we, this is the question we wanted to ask him in the grocery store. See, we're not done health yet. <laughs> Look, guys, we're getting to dessert, but we're still got health in our minds, okay? We bought, see the little premature. Uh, we bought some coconut oil today, and we couldn't remember what your advice was, whether unrefined or refined. I would probably say unrefined, but usually I say first cold pressed. Is it cold pressed? I kept thinking cold pressed olive oil. Cold pressed sounds very familiar, but I always felt like you said cold pressed olive oil. Want to grab it? Or did yeah, you not buy it. it? No, we bought it. Okay. I was like, it's got to be better than butter. Whatever you show me, I'm going to tell you it's terrible. <laughs> I'm put it in the fridge. Here we go, our segment from the fridge. Oh. Well... I don't think it goes in the fridge. Yeah, though. that's one thing. Joe. Oh, there we go already. <laughs> if it's if when it gets when it gets like summer out, this will turn to liquid. So in that case, you want to might want to keep it in the basement I've, or something. I've suffered that before. Fine. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we picked the cheapest one. It's probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> probably not the worst. Probably the worst one, but that's okay. Well, it's probably better than a lot of things. I'm really, that's not, sure. I told I'm really not sure what to say. It just is coconut oil refined. I mostly want to use it for my eggs. Replaces butter, shortening, and liquid oils for your favorite recipes. What do you use now for your eggs? I haven't ate eggs in a little bit. But okay. it was olive oil. But it was cheap olive oil. I don't know how good it really was. Well, this is as good or better than the cheap olive oil. If the olive oil was not cold-pressed. Because cold-pressing the things are supposed to preserve their nutrient quality, their nutrient density... Some people will say, and I don't know, because I'm not an expert in that subject, and I'm not existing on the, I can't see it on the molecular level, at least not yet, but some people will say that if it's not cold-pressed, a or first cold-pressed, which I think are the same thing, mm-hmm. um, it might, not only does it lack the nutrients, but it could actually be bad for you, in much the same way that, you know, a lot of pro- processed stuff is, but I don't know. You can go through that stuff pretty quick, though. I say just use it. I mean, it's got to be better. Be better than use it. I mean, it looks like it's, <laughs> it's got fat. Well, maybe when you need to re up, uh, ask me. But as far throw as down. like protein, next okay. time, next time, throw down. Tell me life. if this is good, though. There is a lot of fat in it. Well, yeah, it's it is fat. It's all fat. It's a healthy fat. And that's why I wanted to use you know this again. I mean, the I'm... idea is yeah, it's a lot of fat, and you don't want to eat too many fats. You need some fats. And if you cook some eggs in those to start your day, you shouldn't be hungry for a long time. And that's, that's the plan. That's satisfying. Eggs, you and asparagus, keep you full. broccoli, onion, maybe some mushroom, and spinach. That's what I'm thinking for my breakfast in a bowl. That sounds like heaven. A healthy heaven. That does, right? Yeah. I mean, am I yeah. on the right track no, here? Yes, absolutely. That's my goal first absolutely. thing tomorrow morning. That's absolutely. what I want to eat before I work out. And then good. when I get done working out, instantly go to a Nutribullet. There you go. And then after the Nutribullet... What are you going to get in your Nutribullet? uh, Tomorrow, what I got in my lineup is spinach, Mm -hmm. broccoli, Mm -hmm. half a banana, Mm -hmm. strawberries, and blueberries. How much... What what fraction of it is going to be fruit and what fraction is going to be vegetables? Vegetables, half and half. That's not bad. Well, maybe. It's not bad. It'll probably actually be more vegetables than fruit. If that's like all the fruit you're going to eat for the day... Then that's pretty decent. That's it. I'm not a big fruit guy. Yeah. I'm not. You're already eating more vegetables in your eggs and all that, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, literally, I feel As it long all... as that's not the only vegetables you're eating for the day, but it is the only fruit you're eating for the day, that sounds pretty good. I used to put a I mean, whole banana, a lot, but I'm going to come back to a There is a lot of sugar in fruit. I'm a very big fan of the strawberries and blueberries. Banana's fine, too. I usually don't mess with it, because it's... For me... I mean, I do like the taste. A banana, a banana is good every once in a while. But um, it, you know, it's got a kind of a kind of a high sugar count for 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 a fruit. Yeah, I used to use a for, full for one. What's in there? And I'm cutting to a half. And really, I am putting the banana in there just for some flavor because everything else is yeah. Perfect. And especially if you're going to be like working out and stuff anyway to try to like burn yeah. some of that off. And, uh, I'm going to get on the elliptical nice. and then and treadmill maybe. I think I'm going to do uh, ten to fifteen minutes on each just to start, nice. just to get back in because man, I'm, I really let myself go. Watch that yeah. running posture. Mm-hmm. Those joints. You gotta watch them so, joints. So mostly not, what I want to do is weed joints. I just really want to break a good sweat and have a nice healthy breakfast mm-hmm. and a very healthy lunch. Because right after that, I got some chicken Seriously, up though, there. Brace yourself for your landing mechanics and your takeoff mechanics. You gotta land, mm-hmm. you know, you land on the ball. Well, when I say a light run, I really mean mostly walking and some running. That's good. I might walk for like a half hour just because, mm-hmm. just to get some walking. I've, I've been pacing a lot again. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of okay with that because at least Payson's moving. Yeah, you know, walking back yeah, and forth or whatever. Energy. Yeah, 
I haven't had the time to bust into my uh, my video. I think we talked about it last time. I got the the DDFP yoga. There's uh oh wait, DDP yoga. I hear great things about that yeah, program. It's excellent. I'll tell you what, there's a the, I got the I got the full package, so I think I'm gonna actually the way my schedule is right now. Like I don't. I think I'm gonna bust it open the, the the kids program with my kid. I think I'm gonna start with that and do that with him, and uh, I'll report back to you guys. I'm hey, baby steps, man. But the, but you said the thing about pacing. The reason I'm thinking about my kid because you talked about pacing. I'm thinking about pent up energy, and my mm -hmm. kid's got pent up energy. Mm -hmm. And it, we were gonna go outside today, but I was like, well, it actually is raining, and the ground is wet, so there's just wetness everywhere, and he's just getting out, off being sick. It seems we're pretty sure. Okay. And it looked like he was going to get sick again, but then I think he's fine. I don't see any coughs, nothing. But yeah, let's not go play in Marsh. Mm. Back. No, 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 no. But yeah, that kid. It's kids hard. being sick. I know it's all hard. about it's that. It's hard to. Well, my kid hides it. My kid's pretty good. He doesn't really act too much different. He can he's a man about it. Sniffling. Well, he yeah. doesn't want to go to a doctor. Uh, he doesn't so yeah he is a man about it i guess because <laughs> guys don't like going to the doctors they don't they yeah. suck no oh man that's funny but uh <laughs> pent up energy man hopefully the next week i'll be telling you about ddp yoga and its success and i'll tell you what i've seen some amazing stories about ddp yoga i fit into a large child's halloween costume so i think i can do the child's program on ddp <laughs> yoga i was the vulture and they don't make that thing for adults you can barely find it for kids but i was boss vulture we had an epic fight see the pictures on my facebook page guys time for dessert I think now we time can get for dessert. dessert. I just I heard dessert the first time. I got hungry and I had to ask. That's good. <laughs> That's good. We're over fifty-one percent health. A little bit more than that. That's usually my goal. <laughs> Let's make it at least half healthy health talk, if not more. So that works. But yeah, man, the one thing I wanted to talk about when we dip into movies, maybe movies to be, because we definitely were. Why well, assume we got you here wanted to talk? Did we ever? Did we ever? I mean, we can do the research on on air. I don't care. Did we ever? You, Mortal Kombat. You yeah. were, we were talking. We were talking recently. I, I'm, I'm almost positive. I do want sources just to confirm it. I couldn't find anything myself. But Mortal Kombat, I heard that they're coming out. Mortal Kombat movie 2018. I'm asking Google. Nine actors rumored for Mortal Kombat movie 2018 from entertainorama.com. I see it again. From jameswancomingsoon.net. Oh, it says the guy who was the original Spawn is supposed to be in it. Yeah, the um, New Line Cinema and Broken Roads. There's an Mortal official Kombat trailer. Movie. I think we're allowed to play the trailer. Let's go with it. We'll just have to talk over it. We got to we got to make it to make it legal. We got to like provide commentary. But yeah, I just looked it up. But just Let's to see what we got here. Say one thing. It's definite. This is supposed to be the trailer for Mortal Kombat. Have I, I like seen that. this? I think I might have seen this. Oh, Maybe really? not. If I did, I'm an idiot. Let's I mean, see. I like the settings. Let's see. I don't think they started Dude, it Dude, it would be so funny if I had seen this trailer when we were having that conversation. <laughs> is this animated? Is no, this like no, a... no, 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 no. What's going on here? Uh, is it like Nether a fan-made thing? Or? I'm wondering about that. They Let's haven't even announced the actors yet. This is not it. Uh, well, that's beat. What is this? I guess I should have, like... It said official trailer. Who punks? 
What is this? Uh, I think with that scorpion whip, they may have showed themselves. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe not. What are we doing? I guess that's supposed to be Johnny Cage and Liu Kang. What's going on here, guys? Uh, I mean, I see the same thing you do, but I'm seeing it's mostly fan-made trailers. Yeah. Ah, you got us. <laughs> I mean, sure. remember, well, I they, they haven't YouTube. even announced the cast yet. I blame I blame Google for that. I wasn't actually it sent me to a YouTube video, but it didn't tell me who it was or anything. Matter of fact, let's look at who's who's rumored. Channing Tatum as Johnny Cage. Uh, he seems a little too muscular to be John, a little too big. He seems a little too big. They're but, showing a picture, John. But, I, don't know. I mean, I bet he would do fine. But he would sell. Everybody will probably be stacked. I'd go watch him. He's Megan Fox. <laughs> 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 They're saying Megan Fox is Katana. Oh, I thought she was unhirable. That's cool. I mean, these are just rumors, oh, though. Unhirable. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember seeing some of those stupid. Here's why Hollywood won't hire Megan Fox anymore. Sean Bean as Raiden. I that think that's the guy dope. from Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Wait. No. No, Sean Bean. Well, Sean Bean is John Connor's father, right? Kyle Reese, isn't that Sean Bean? No, that's Michael Bean. Wait. Sean Bean is Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. That that's even Man, now which one would be better? Sean Bean or Michael Bean? <laughs> I love them both. Idris Elba as Jax. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Idris Elba's Idris Elba's excellent. What did I just see here, man? Okay, the movie was not that good, but he was pretty good in it, and I love Idris Elba from The Wire. I saw the Dark Tower, the Stephen King movie. I can believe... I mean, I thought it was a fine movie, but I never read any of the books. And it's supposed to be a six-part book, you know, six-part series. Mm-hmm. And I think the books got thicker as the series went on. And that was like a self-contained 87-minute movie or something. Like, it wasn't... It might have been like two hours and change, but it was not that long. It might have even been under two hours. And I could understand why this book series, which has gained such a following... Mm-hmm. You know this epic sweeping fantasy series. Like if 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 they really because if they really did like set up the movie to end it, which it really, I mean, they did leave a door open for a sequel, but mm-hmm. it still seems like they they didn't expect to be making a sequel, so they tied up the they tied it up pretty pretty neatly. And I have a feeling if they try to condense six movies or six books into that, yeah, nobody's gonna like it. I you know did what I'm like realizing it. They called, right now. Uh, they called psychic. They called psychic abilities the Shining and the Shine in that, which is cool because I love the Shining. You know, my favorite horror movie, probably mm-hmm. another Stephen King property. So I was like, at first I was like, they're ripping off the. Sh-. Oh wait, same writer. You know what? Here we go. Now I'm reading another list of rumored cast for Mortal Kombat. Uh-oh. Completely different. Okay. Jax, Michael Jai White. Okay, yeah, that's what I was talking about. The original Spawn. Johnny Cage, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Kano Jai Well, that Courtney. makes sense, I guess, because Johnny Cage is supposed to be like a movie star. I think, I think Channing Tatum or Chris Pratt would be wonderful. Channing Tatum showed Ooh. his act, his comedic chops in uh, Raiden. Jump Street movies. Liam Neeson. Um, yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. His yeah. voice is so... Raiden's supposed yeah. to be the boss, right? Yeah. And Liam Neeson, he has that voice. Well, he's supposed to be a guy. Again, Megan like Fox is Katana. <laughs> Man, she got hireable again. So, I mean, this is a completely di- different list I'm looking at right now. Mm. I don't really know what to believe. 
I mean, it's like everything I'm going to also. Like, I'm stuck on this page right now. I'm only on, like... Well, one thing we do know, we watched uh, the Deadpool 2 trailer. Oh, yes. Right before the mics went hot. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd seen it earlier today or last <laughs> night, maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess it just came out. Maybe it just came out after the Super Bowl. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's been out since before the Super Bowl. It comes maybe. out May 18th, but it's very soon. Yeah, that's going to be quick. And that is gonna, that looks... Oh, it looks excellent. I think they're just... Well, originally, they, originally, they, well, I think the studio were trying to pressure the studios were trying to pressure the studio people, or whatever, trying to pressure Ryan Reynolds into like taking kicking it up a notch, making it a little more epic, and like blah 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 blah. And I think he was able to fight off that and keep it true to its form. And if anything, he's gonna blow apart. I think that they're gonna figure out how to blow apart the genre on a next level in a very sequel kind of way. But it's not gonna be like a cheap. Sell out. I think they're. Oh man, I think it's. I think it's going to be excellent. I think it's going to be one of those movies that's like. I can't imagine they're going to be able to outdo the first one, but I don't know. Josh Brolin as Cable. Uh, he's Josh Brolin is a superb actor. I mean, you're talking No Country for Old Men. You're talking Planet Terror. You're talking Thanos. You're talking. I mean, Josh Brolin is oh so good, so good. He. I mean, and uh, you know the the trailer showed him being. You know, like a super serious, badass Mm -hmm. uh, warrior, you know, from the future. He's half Bionic Man. For those of you who don't know Cable from the trailer or the comics, uh, read the comics. I watched the animated series when it came out. So I'm very familiar with Cable, a.k.a. Nathan Dayspring Iskanison. And Josh Brolin was killing it. I I love how some of the, you know, I think he's going to, I think... You know, I'm excited that Colossus is still going to be in it too because Colossus is one of the best things about the first Deadpool movie because he was one of the characters that he... Like, Deadpool is allowed to wink at the camera in these movies, but nobody else can. Like, Deadpool, he he breaks the fourth wall. That's part of Deadpool's thing. It's always mm-hmm. it's been part of Deadpool's thing. I'm not going to say from the very beginning, but from when he first started getting his own comic series. So this mm-hmm. has been a Deadpool thing for decades. So Deadpool can do it. He's in control of the movie. More or less the author. Uh, at least you know from in front of the camera and uh i I like how characters like colossus and i imagine cable at least from the trailer like they they don't wink at the camera they are full in their character how they're going to do and they just they they execute it perfectly but that that character is going to be i just can't wait to see how he bounces off the you know deadpool and the whimsical vibe of the of that movie like it's Oh, it's gonna be so good. I mean, Deadpool was so good. It really, I mean, Deadpool along with Guardians of the Galaxy is the reason why everybody wanted to make everything funny. It's why all the DC movies got changed the way they did. I mean, the Christian Bale movies really set the tone for them to be the the like darker, more literary kind of thing that they originally were going to be. Man of Steel was that, and well, Christopher Nolan was an executive producer on that, and that's what that movie was before everybody decided it had to be funny like Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool. Now, that hasn't done that movie any any favors, and it's probably responsible for the things that a lot of people hate about The Last Jedi, but as far as Deadpool goes, and and you know, and Guardians, but you know, Deadpool is very special, unique. Like that's a, it's amazing that it's a Ghostbusters. It's amazing that movie got made. Like how did this happen? How did they? How did people with enough money to make movies allow this thing to be created? And it's beautiful that it made them so much money they're gonna do it again. And and the thing is, like, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, Ryan Reynolds. 
He's Best been, role, right? He's been Ever. going, for, and it's funny because he did this in X Men Origins Wolverine, and everybody hated it as they should because in the end they ended up covering up his mouth. He's mm-hmm. called the Merc with the mouth. That that's Deadpool's tagline: Merc with the mouth. And they go, they covered up his mouth, and they gave him some weird adamantium samurai sword things that shot out of you know his, his hands like his well. I mean, I was fine with it because I was, they I was just it, along for the ride. But and yes, Ryan, who yeah. else could he's do been, it? He's been trying so hard. This has been his pet project too. It yeah. makes it so much better. Like this is his brainchild. Like yeah. he wanted this to happen. Like, oh, mm, just so he's perfect for it. I mean, I mean, I tell you what, another movie. I just looked up. And I haven't watched the trailer yet. I found it, but I just found out about as we right before we went on air. What about Tom Hardy as Venom? Did you say there's a trailer for that? There's a trailer for Venom? I believe so. It's what this Dude. says. It said it was releasing. They released Dude. a poster. Whoa. I have it right here. Oh, are you serious? What do we got? What is going That's on? what this says. What is the world going What world are we living in? I can't believe this movie's getting made, too. I think this is still Sony, which is weird. Or wait. All that confuses me. Never mind. I wonder who that's supposed to be. Who's the blonde supposed to be? Is that Michelle Williams? I can't remember who's in this. Is Venom supposed to be like a horror movie? I think it might be. The New Mutants, I think, is going to be like a horror X-Men movie. Oh, they're doing so many good things with these movies. Infinity War is just going to be... I don't know. Do you think Tom Hardy can live up to the big shoes filled by Topher Grace in Spider-Man 3? (laughs) I think so. I love Topher Grace. I'm just going to put that out there. Tom Hardy did great as Bane. I have all the confidence he can do. Oh, he's going to murder it, dude. He's a great actor. He can pretty much do that. Right. Make him the believable anti hero that we all deserve. I am done. I am done. Well, we got some cellular microscopic action. Oh, DNA's turning black. I don't know. I wonder who Ruben Flesher is. Ruben Flesher, the director. Hmm. That girl looks familiar. Jenny Slate? Was that who it was? Who? Jenny Slate? Comedian? From what? Comedian. Oh, maybe? Looks like it's gonna be excellent. Dang. I don't know. I might be ready to poop in everybody's Cheerios though, because I actually think I might have an issue with a Venom movie that doesn't involve Spider-Man at all. Because Spider-Man is supposed to be a part of Venom's story. Venom is Spider-Man's Joker. Mm-hmm. Like they are. There's, you know, a symbiotic relationship. Like. Well, they did just reboot Spider-Man, so it would make sense if they actually brought him. I hope so. I don't know. I think that. I think Venom for some reason might still be with. That wouldn't make sense. It said though. Marvel. It was uh, Sony. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Marvel Studios. It, it? it is the same Marvel Studios logo, and they both did team up for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, I gotta find out a Spider-Man in Venom. Tell me, machine. Tell me well, right I was now. Marvel. I saw Tell a preview right for the new. What? What is that? The Avengers. Yeah. Avengers three. Yeah. I mean, they got they everybody were. in there, don't they? 
Good God, they're adding mm. Spider-Man, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Express.co.uk says Spider-Man. Wait, I thought I just read something that said Peter Parker will be in it, but Spider-Man's not. Oh. Uh, we'll revisit this topic another time. What the hell with it. I'm excited, though. I will I will be very excited even if Spider-Man's not in the movie. If Peter Parker's in it, Spider-Man's not. He's supposed to really hate Peter. I mean, I guess I guess he would just have to find someone else to really hate. But in the comics, Spider-Man originally had the Black Symbiote, just like in Spider-Man 3. He originally had the Black Symbiote. He got it, I think, from the Infinity War, though, which is interesting. But the timing isn't going to work out, I don't think. I don't think. Um, especially if they're, like, different universes. And I'm not going to hold my breath that Spider-Man's going to be in this movie. But in the not comics, that one, but I think it eventually they're going to cross In the paths. comics, well, he's supposed to be like kind of tied into his origin. Like, the symbiote, Peter Parker gets a symbiote, he's wearing the black suit, eventually the black suit kind of rots his brain a little bit and makes him, you know, sort of devious and, and whatnot, and he realizes that it's taken over, and he, he, gets, he gets rid of it, and it finds Eddie Brock. And Eddie Brock genuinely hated Peter Parker because Eddie Brock was a photographer who was... Who was stealing? Who was plagiarizing someone else's work? Perhaps Peter Parker's work. I can't remember if it was Peter Parker's work in the comic or not. I believe I'm pretty sure it was in the movie. But we can just try to stop referencing that movie now, just all together. We got it. Uh, and so, so Eddie Brock not only had the genuine hatred for Peter Parker, but all you know, the, like the suit and Eddie both hated him. They both hated him. And I can't remember if Eddie Brock had a separate hatred for Spider-Man before he found out that they were the same person or not, but I guess it doesn't really matter. And those villains that are that close to you, that the, the, uh, and I mean, Eddie Brock knew all his secrets too because the symbiote told him that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So that's, you know, when the villain knows. But Venom all was interesting because Venom was sort of, I mean, Venom was a lot more like Punisher. Like he, he wasn't trying to just kill people. He, he, he viewed himself as someone who was protecting the innocent. And he viewed Spider-Man as someone who was evil, but he never killed Mary Jane, Watson Parker. He never tried to kill any innocent people. He thought he was protecting the innocent people. He ended up becoming a bit more of a superhero as time marched forward and him and Spider-Man teamed up multiple times and several great series one of which was venom's first miniseries it was a six issue run where i think he had it might have been his first he eventually relocated to uh san francisco if i remember correctly and that's like where he was based he had his a couple of different comic series in there that was pretty cool and uh maximum carnage was super dope the first the, the first uh Car- carnage was like venom's Venom, like Spider-Man is to Venom as Venom is to Carnage because Venom's symbiote ended up reproducing and it produced a spawn that was left behind. And I think that might have been Venom's second appearance in a storyline, maybe. I'm not sure. There might have been a couple in between there. I believe Todd McFarlane of Spawn invented Venom. Mm -hmm. Todd McFarlane of Spawn invented Venom when he took over. And, you know, he he like pretty much reinvented Spider-Man. The way that Frank Miller reinvented Batman, oh, I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole. But uh, and so Car- I mean, Carnage ended up being a pretty. I think Carnage might. I think there's rumors of Carnage being in the Venom movie too. Carnage was, uh, and Carnage was born when the symbiote broke Eddie Brock out of prison. Because at some point, you know, of course, that's how they defeat him. They use in the comics it was either fire or sonic guns because loud noises hurt the symbiote. So they would, you know, separate him from the suit, and somehow the suit got back. And when the suit busted him out of jail, it left its little symbiote egg, which is like a red, instead of black like Venom, it was a little red glob of goop that took um, 
Cletus Cassidy, Eddie Brock's cellmate, who was about to kill Eddie Brock just for the hell of it because he was like a psychopath. I don't think he really had any genuine reason to hate Eddie Brock other than the fact that Eddie Brock was probably a jerk to him because he was a psychopath, I guess. I don't know how long they were bunkmates or whatever. So then that, that thing took over, and he was just a wanton serial killer. Like He wanted to kill anything and everything. And in his first his first appearance is I think the first time that Spider Man and Venom teamed up. I can't remember how they worked out. I don't care. I don't remember if they let Venom run off, or if Spider Man ended up getting Venom too in the end. And I'm sure Eddie Brock would have been like, "Oh, you SLB, I thought we had a deal." <laughs> and uh, then in the, then I believe it was I'm almost positive Carnage's second appearance ended up being like a 15 issue thing where he teamed up with all kinds of super villains and was just raising havoc and then Spider-Man ended up you know Captain America joined in and all his people joined in and it was pretty dope from what I remember when I was like 14 reading it at least it might be garbage if you read it now the writing might be terrible but uh Venom was great I love Venom best Spider-Man villain probably um what I just I'm reading it just came out like couple weeks ago that Peter Parker is going to be in the film, but not Spider-Man. Why? What? It's a cameo, though, and think about it. They're probably... Maybe Peter Parker's got... Maybe Peter Parker in this gets the suit first. Yeah, it's... I'm telling you, it's going to be building this something big, because they're rebooting the Spider-Man franchise, they're bringing in Venom, why not introduce them both apart from each other and actually bring that collaboration together? That's huge. I guess it just depends how well they're... I'm okay with him taking liberties for the movies. It just better be done very well because, I mean, Spider-Man is more or less supposed to give birth to Venom. That's like that's how it was in the comics. Spider-Man is supposed to feel responsible for his existence and much the way that Batman feels responsible for the Joker's existence because the Joker, I think, has said in different incarnations, I don't remember exactly like his first thing in the comic or whatever, but the, the kind of you know current idea behind the Joker... I think it's what he said it in the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies was that you know with the I think it, even Jim Gordon said it in the end of the first one before you know when they first saw the Joker card you were a mask they were a mask like he was in, he was in, I mean Batman's yeah Batman's persona to to put all these all these criminals and put everything into too much order it's going to cause the blowback and that's where the Joker came from because he is the agent of chaos he's the mm-hmm. one who you know people aren't supposed to be regulated quite this easily quite so efficiently so someone you know that that you know the the forces of people trying to do good are trying to come up with something that's more than just an individual man it's supposed to be an idea that permeates the the fabric of the culture and that that's what the joker is a reaction to that that's also mm-hmm. that chaos is supposed to permeate it does oh my god the dark knight god what a, well, <laughs> ah. all right reuben fleischer is the director of venom let's see what this guy has done i'm just gonna put it a bunch of crazy letters and hope that you can figure out what i'm after Oh no, I did spell it wrong. Never mind. Wait. Oh, I spelled his first name wrong. I spelled it Rubibe. Rubeb. <laughs> Rubeb Fleischer. I got the last name right, though. Oh, Zombieland. Uh, I mean, Zombieland was great. I don't know if this sells me on him doing Venom or not, though. There was a Zombieland 2? Maybe, that's, maybe that, that hasn't happened yet. 30 minutes or less. Gangster Squad. 2013 Gangster Squad. What is that? I thought Gangster Squad was a much older movie. Two Night Stand, Gumball 3000, Unicorn Store. Alright, well, this list, this filmography is not really helping me in one way or the other. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, well. Cautiously optimistic, I suppose. We'll just, we'll just roll with that. 
because <laughs> I love Venom and I love Tom Hardy. And hopefully Tom Hardy wouldn't take a garbage script just to be Venom. I feel pretty good about it. They said the guy's name from director Ruben Fleischer. So maybe all those other movies I'm not too familiar with, they're like acclaimed. That Spawn preview looked kind of dark. Spawn preview? Not you mean Deadpool? I keep getting Deadpool Spawn. Too? No, Venom. Venom. Oh, okay. I thought okay. the Venom preview looked well, kind of dark. Spawn and Deadpool do, both have mangled faces. Mm-hmm. Very similarly mangled faces. I keep saying Spawn instead of uh, Venom. Yeah, well, they keep, both. Well, they're very Spawn, similar. Spawn's Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's kind of got. He can kind of. He can kind of be. They can both be kind of demonic. I always thought I that guess. first movie with John Leg- Leguizamo was just so dark. It was pretty dark. A lot of people were kind of disappointed in that movie. The special effects weren't enough to really. They just they, they weren't they didn't have comic movies figured out. It was pretty decent for its time though. Pretty decent for its time. Yeah, the comic movies now that you see, it's like so many good ones. I mean, think about how good like everybody forgets about Logan and how good that ending was and. And then there's so many that came out that I haven't even caught up yet. Yeah. I mean, as far as like superhero movies for a time where we complained for so long that we didn't have any, mm-hmm. I mean, they are killing it in that market over the last five years or so. Just absolutely slaying. Marvel, it. at the very least, is managing mm-hmm. to change wow. up what they're doing as they're managing. They're evolving what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the movies can get a little formulaic in some aspects, but really. If you look at each one, like they really are, a, the, each one is a completely different movie. Which one has really been like a failure at the box office? Like you go to the movies, you watch it, and you're just completely bummed out about it. Even the ones that people will complain about. I mean, I don't know. I even like Thor too. A lot of people didn't like that movie. Uh, uh, most of the Marvel movies are pretty sure. I mean, if that's the worst, I mean, was it really that bad? You know, yes. It's just the par that Marvel is set, and they keep delivering and delivering and delivering. And every one you see, you're like, that's the best one. No, that's the best one. No, this is the best one. Which one? Do you, is there really a Marvel movie that came out where you're like, hands down, that's the best one by a mile, and none of them are even close? No. Because they're all good. It's it's crazy. It really is. It's hard. Yeah, that's that's going to be some fun rankings. If I narrowed it down, it would probably be something based on a personal decision. Ultimately, and that's a good idea for a podcast one time. Vote for my heart. Vote with my heart. Do a top like ten on the rankings of of what is the best Marvel movie. I should vote for my heart too. So controversial, but so debatable. But yeah. be we should get, we should talk most underrated. I think that would be that that would start some controversy. And give a couple categories people, instead of just yell, doing. They can get people yelling at each other. Throwing these big bar stools. You could do the worst, most overrated, or I mean, yeah, most overrated, most underrated, the best one. Mm. Alright, well, I think that was a good uh, heaping helping of dessert and healthy health stuff. We hope you had fun at the table. We love it when you come by. We really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, where you can also find the Better Fight Cast, your Ortega's coverage of the UFC and all things mixed martial arts, the purest, bestest sport to watch. For rookie fight fans and you seasoned vets, follow Joe Newbauer at Jonas MMA, Gabrielle Timbo and Gabby underscore T, and me, Matt Kirkham Jr. at Matthew J. Better. Again, make sure to check out the recently dropped Healthy Living Not So Easy Accidental Double Album and the follow-up special guest episode with Stuart where we talk psychology, meditation, addiction, living like a nomad, and many, many, many other things. We love you guys and girls. Peace!